Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Feeling a lot better today, and we want to discuss OBJ, who is currently in the Giants building, meeting with the brass, meeting with Brian Dable last night, had a nice steak dinner, as Brian Dable said, and he said it was a great meeting. They really got a lot done, uh, spoke a lot about what he's looking for, what the Giants are looking for, and as we know, the Giants don't have much money. So the question is, how do they manage to fit this contract on the books? What kind of contract would it look like? Uh, what does OBJ bring to this team? Why are they so interested in him right now? Because, you know, a lot of people will reference the drama that was around him, the theatrics of this entire thing, him going to Buffalo and the Giants and this and there. It doesn't seem like anyone really cares in terms of the teams. They don't care that he's making a whole thing out of it. He's just trying to increase his brand awareness and keep himself in the loop. And um, I understand that from a marketing perspective. But same time, you look at him coming off two ACL tears and you wonder, you know, how much do you want to pay this guy? How much is he worth? What can you really justify giving him, um, given that we haven't seen him coming off this second ACL tear? Um, you know, won a Super Bowl last season. Obviously, he's got his ring. He's now always just looking for a, another payday. He's looking to say, I want to make this place a home for a couple of years. He's been in New York. He knows what the expectations are. He knows what the media is like. And I think a lot of the drama is probably behind him. I think he's matured a little bit. Um, and I think that, you know, he's not the focal point of the team anymore, right? Depending on what the Giants do with Saquon Barkley, there's a lot of different things that can happen here, Anthony. But knowing that OBJ is in the building right now, he's with a bunch of his friends, Sterling Shepard. And by the way, I think that if OBJ signs with the Giants, Sterling Shepard is almost guaranteed to stay with the Giants as well next year. Um, you know, probably very, very, very cheap deal given the injury he just sustained. But, you know, when you're looking at OBJ right now, what are your thoughts about him being in the building? What are your thoughts about the the probability of him staying or rather re-signing with the Giants? And how you do today, my friend? I mean, I'm doing great, and I'm really excited by this news. I think everyone knows who's been tuning into the channel that I'm a huge OBJ fan, and I want to see the reunion happen. And I think there's a really good chance that it does. Now, Sterling Shepard said today to some reporters that Odell and him had some sort of a conversation, and uh, Sterling said, you know, it, it'll be electric when you return to New York. And OBJ said, dang right, or you're dang right, or something of those lines, basically insinuating that he agrees and he wants to make it happen. So I'm hoping that the New York Giants are able to get the deal done. As you mentioned, Alex, they had a good steak dinner last night, Dable and uh, Beckham. But now today, he's probably meeting with the higher-ups, with Joe Shane, probably diving into those contract details. I'm assuming that Dable and him kind of discuss where he would fit into the offense, what his role would be in the scheme. And now it's probably up to Joe Shane to evaluate the situation and see if it's financially feasible for the Giants and if it's responsible for the Giants to go ahead and sign Odell. And again, I'm a huge proponent of this move. I think this makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at the, the wide receiver market and the upcoming free agency. This is a move that the New York Giants should be making in my eyes because it doesn't just benefit them for the rest of the season. A crucial season where the Giants are 7-4, and four, looking to push into their first playoff appearance since 2016. They need some added talent, especially in that receiving department because there is not a lot of talent there. A lot of injuries. Kenny Galladay is basically non-existent in the offense. We've already lost Sterling Shepard, as you mentioned, Alex, and we've lost Wandale Robinson. I'm all for going ahead and adding some wide receiver talent to this team, even if it is a little bit of an unknown with Odell coming off of this ACL tear. Look at how he was playing directly before he tore his ACL. He was in rare form. He was dominating in that playoff, uh, that postseason run for the Rams. I mean, if you look at that conference championship game, nine receptions on 11 targets for 113 yards versus the 49ers. He directly 
helped the Rams make it to the Super Bowl. And then he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He was an excellent player during that postseason run. I don't think that Odell is necessarily washed or past his prime just because of this injury. He, we've seen him come back from an ACL tear before. I believe he can do it again. And I would love to see him do it with the New York Giants. I think it would be a real poetic storybook career ending for him if he were to end his career with the Giants. And I think that he does have enough left in the tank to return to this team and make an impact and hopefully push us into that postseason. Right. So now on social media, I think Patricia Traina uh, presented a potential or prospective contract for OBJ. Now, that essentially would look something like this. Uh, four years, $42.38 million. So about $10 million per year. Um, it would have $16 million guaranteed in 2023 and $7.5 million guaranteed in 2024. There'd be a void year in the, four, in the fourth year, so you can move on and not have any guarantees left over. The total cap hit this season would be $2.4 million. Um, next year would be $19.5 million. Then in 2024, $18.3 million. So it's a lot, of, a lot of money in those three years, right? just those two years, 2023-24. Um, now, guaranteeing half of his salary, you know, Anthony and I were discussing this before the, the podcast, and we were like, you know, what is worthwhile? Personally, I'm a little bit nervous. You know, four years, $43 million. This doesn't seem like that big of a deal. $10 million for OBJ per season. It's not that bad. Guarantees half of his contract. I guess it makes sense. But, you know, how confident are you in terms of his ACL tear just most recently? He hasn't played football yet. We don't know what kind of shape he's in. Um, we don't know if he's going to be able to come back and actually make an impact right away. We Realistically, he's not going to really be that good for us down the stretch here, even if we make the playoffs. How much is he going to know the offense? You're really signing him for next year. The only way it makes sense to sign OBJ is if you're signing him to a multi-year deal because he's not going to be an impact player for you this year, most likely, right? Maybe if you're in the wild card. The Giants are realistically a wild card team. Um, if they are in the wild card, can OBJ even make an impact? Like, Can we trust him? Does he know the playbook? And then roll it over to another step. Is he playing on the MetLife turf again? We know that um, you know Mara wants to change that turf. He's going to be bringing in the players to figure out what the best solution is. Um, but I don't think OBJ wants to play on that turf right now, knowing what it's done to you know Wandale Robinson, what it's done to Sterling Shepard, what it did to himself. Um, and you know, my question is for you: Do you think that we should be concerned about the injuries? Do you think that guaranteeing a little bit more than half of his contract? Um, is a lot for because right now I feel a little bit nervous that it's going to come back to bite us in the butt knowing his health history is being consistently injured over the past couple seasons and guaranteeing him more than half of his deal is like you're really you're really playing Russian roulette especially on that MetLife turf for the rest of this season and I'm just a little scared but at the end of the day there is an alternative variable I do want to I do want to address uh, once you give your take here. Yeah, I mean, guaranteeing around half of the contract really isn't that much in my mind. I mean, if he's looking for a salary worth around $20 million per season, which is what the reports are indicating, if you're guaranteeing him around 10, that's really not that much. And I know that you mentioned it's a, the projected contract that Patricia Trainer threw out there was a four-year, $43 million, So that sounds like a $10 million per year deal, but it's essentially a two-year $40 million deal because the first year of that is this season, which is only a month. So that's only about 2 million there. Then it's the two years around 20 and then it's that last void year. So it's really a two year, 
uh, $40 million deal uh, that Patricia Trainer floated out there. And I don't hate that. Look at the salaries that these wide receivers in the NFL are making right now. Need I remind you, Kenny Galladay makes $18 million per season to sit on a bench and do nothing. I believe that Odell can do more than that. I don't think that he is going to just go out there and do absolutely nothing the way that Kenny Galladay has. I think that OBJ is a far more talented player, especially when he's healthy. And yes, I know that health is the main concern. He's coming off of this ACL tear, but I don't think that the MetLife turf is going to be a deterrent for him. Sterling Shepard still wants to be a New York Giant. He is recruiting Odell to the Giants, and Sterling Shepard just tore his knee on the MetLife turf. So I, I don't think that the MetLife turf is going to be some big you know, controversy for Odell when he weighs his options here and says, no, maybe I'm going to go to Dallas. They also play on turf. Most of these teams do, and I think that the big positive here actually is the fact that John Mara has come out openly publicly said, I want to change the turf and I'm going to speak to the players. And if OBJ does resign with the Giants, I'm sure his voice will be heard on that matter. And then long-term looking at the future, the Giants should have normal grass or something of the, of the kind that has way less of injury significance. So I don't think that the MetLife turf is a deterrent for Odell Beckham Jr. I think that there's going to be conversations about that from fans, but I really don't see that as being a big deal. But again, look at the salary of wide receivers in the NFL right now. You're talking about Brandon Cooks making $19 million per year. Uh, you're talking about Michael Thomas at 19, Deontay Johnson at 18, Christian Kirk at 18, again, Galladay at 18, Tyler Lockett at 17, Mike Evans at 16. The, I think that Odell lands comfortably in that range. Is it a little bit expensive considering he's coming off of the injury? Sure. Would you rather it be closer to $15 million? Yeah, but there's a market for Odell because he is the only decent wide receiver in free agency right now and in this upcoming offseason. If you go ahead and you take a look at the free agents that are going to be in the upcoming talent pool uh, during the 2023 offseason, there is really nothing to get excited about. You're talking about Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, the Giants' own Darius Slayton, and DJ Chark top the list of free agent wide receivers in 2023 offseason. You take OBJ when he's healthy over every single one of those guys, every single opportunity you get. So that's kind of the main argument for me. If the Giants are serious about building this team over the next couple of years they're serious about making this playoff run right now yes we know that they are but do they want to sustain winning they want to keep winning next season they want to add wide receiver talent and not have to force themselves to spend their first round pick on it you sign obj now to that multi-year deal and you have him next year as well you are not only signing the best free agent wide receiver on the market right now you are signing the best free agent wide receiver on the market in march as well so you're really killing two birds with one stone and gaining some talent here that the giants desperately need and again i don't view the injuries as being a huge deal for Odell. He has shown in the past that he bounces back from injuries. Anytime he's had an injury, he has bounced back, put up a thousand yard receiving season after he uh, broke his leg with the New York Giants in 2017, the 18th season, he had over a thousand yards. So we've seen him do it before. He tore his ACL um, with Cleveland, came back, was still a good player, got traded and was really, really good with the Rams before he tore his ACL again. But now I think that he's ready to just move on to the New York Giants, return home, chase that ring that he desperately wanted to get here in New York. And the big difference now is that this is not the younger, more immature OBJ that we had in the past. That 2016 season, yeah, he basically carried us to the playoffs and choked away that playoff game. That's not Odell anymore. He is a proven playoff performer now. He's shown that he can put in clutch moments at the biggest stages in the game, including the Super Bowl scoring the touchdown, including the NFC Conference Championship game leading the Rams and receiving. So 
I have no worries about the maturity aspect of Odell. I think that he's at the stage in his career and the Giants are at the stage with this new regime where they're just looking to make the best marriage possible here, get the best talent and get the most wins. So I think that it makes a lot of sense. Alex, I don't know if you disagree with me about the contract or anything, but if you look ahead to that free agency mark in 2023, OBJ is going to be the best name available if the Giants don't sign him. So they need to go ahead and just get this deal done. Yeah, so I think that's the biggest argument that, you know, I, I, of course, I'm nervous about the injuries, the the consistency of the ACL tears at this point, two and three years. Um, so that definitely does ruffle my feathers a bit. But with that being said, the argument that you made is the only argument to make, right? It's the wide receiver class next year. Hey, look, if if there was a strong wide receiver class next offseason, I'd say we don't know. We do, we do not need him right now. There's no reason to go and sign him to a four year, $40 million deal. There's, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's not necessary. Um, if it was a strong receiver class, but because it's not, you have to consider it, right? You have to be a little bit more aggressive in your pursuit. And here's the thing. If you go and OBJ has to understand that if he comes to the giants, he is going to be an immediate factor, right? He is going to immediately become arguably their wide receiver one him and Darius Slayton are now neck and neck for wide receiver one. He is going to get reps. He is going to get experience or rather he's going to be a big focal point of this, of this system. Now, the question for OBJ is, do I want to go to a place that's going to pay me or do I want to go to a place that's going to win? And do I want to go to a place that, you know, the quarterback may be different next year, the giants, who knows they could retain Daniel Jones. They can move on from Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley may not be here next year. OBJ suddenly is here and Sparkley and, and Sterling Shepard are no longer around. And suddenly you're like, Oh crap. Uh, but I think that those two guys are big culture fits for the giants and Joe Shane. So I think they will be around ultimately. And I think OBJ knowing that I think, if if Joe Shane and Brian Dable are like, we don't know if Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard will be here next year, I think OBJ probably leaves or probably goes elsewhere. It's like, you know, I can get the same amount of money somewhere else. I can probably win. And I I, I don't, I'm not going to be with my friends anyway in, in New York. But if 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 they're like, yeah, like Saquon's going to be here. Sterling Shepard's going to be here. We're going to pay you just as much as anybody else. We're going to give you a multi-year contract. I don't see why he would turn that down. Um, given how well the Giants are coached right now, and how they'll be healthy next year. Wandale Robinson eventually returns. You have a, a lot of your primary pieces sticking around. You have Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Andrew Thomas. You have a really good, you know, kind of core base developing right now. I think OBJ kind of looks as this is like maybe in a year or two, we're like legitimate playoff contenders. You know what I mean? Maybe if if they really have a plan in place, we can win football games. You know, we can actually do some stuff here. Uh, so, you know, I, I am curious to see how OBJ thinks about this. We're going to find out. But I think that, Anthony, your argument that, the wide receiver core is the wide receiver market is so thin in free agency is the only argument to make, right? If it was very, very heavy, if there was a lot of options that say we don't need OBJ right now, he's not, you know, a multi-year deal is too big of a risk for me, but because there's nobody else on the market, there's nobody else that we can really go out and and have that same impact he would have. um, I'm willing to say that I'm I'm willing to overlook the ACL tears for that reason. Uh, But I am curious to see if the giants are like, you know, we want to use our first round pick on a receiver they could rebuild that receiver core pretty nicely next year. You know, you still have Bellinger at tight end. You got Wandale coming back. I think they re- I think they keep around Darius Slayton. You draft a receiver and you have OBJ. That's a respectable group of receivers that you can actually win with. Um, you can do some stuff with those guys. Kenny Galladay's gone, so you you know you can reallocate some of that money elsewhere. Maybe you go out and get another offensive guard, or you know, if Zudu's not ready to take over a left guard, or Nick Gates is back and starting at center. Um, so you know. How do you think the draft capital plays into it, though? Like, if the Giants, like, you know, we don't need OBJ, we're going to draft somebody in the first round. Do you think that has any impact? 
So I don't think that that has any impact because you can't think that far ahead to what your draft plan is. Joe Shane is not going to be sitting there and saying, I'm definitely taking a wide receiver in the first round right now because who knows? Maybe a superstar quarterback falls in their lap and they want to make a change at QB. Or maybe they get another talented pass rusher to pair alongside Kayvon Thibodeau. Or maybe, you know, the stud center, that's a position you need for the Giants. You really can't think ahead like that. The Giants are going to play this as going best player available once the draft rolls around. That's how every NFL team operates. And they're not going to just immediately say this many months in advance that they're going to target a specific position. You don't even know what the trade market looks like in this offseason, right? So the Giants can end up going out there and trading a mid-round pick and getting another stud receiver to pair alongside Darius Slayton or OBJ if they go ahead and sign him. So I don't think that, you know, signing OBJ affects what the Giants do in the draft either way. I think that if they go ahead and sign OBJ, they might say, all right, maybe not in the first round, but in the second round we get a receiver. But that really doesn't make that much of an impact because when you look at NFL offenses right now, take a look at the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. To have two superstar receivers is really something that a lot of NFL teams are doing right now, and it's creating a lot of success in offenses. So the Giants would absolutely go ahead and go out there and get OBJ. I mean, keep in mind, OBJ playing for the Rams last year was like WR2 or 3. Uh, two in a lot of games, three in some games. You know, he wasn't really WR1. They had Cooper Cup who had a monumental season. So at this stage in his career, OBJ would be WR1 for the Giants, but for most teams, he's not WR1. That's the main thing with the Dallas Cowboys. They don't want to sign him to be the focal point of the offense. They want to sign him to be another wrinkle, another layer in their offense, like C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and these other guys. They feel like OBJ can make it his own impact in his own lane. For the Giants, it's a little bit different. They need to sign this guy, and he needs to be their their top primary receiver until they hopefully go out there and find that top dog in the upcoming offseason through the draft, right? So that's kind of the thing there is I, I don't see that – I don't, I don't view that as something that would affect the Giants draft day plans because, again, you can sign OBJ as WR1 for the rest of the season, and then he can easily become WR2 in the offseason if the Giants go ahead and draft a WR1 in the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah, this is interesting, my friends. I'm very curious to see what the Giants do here if OBJ elects to sign with them. Clearly, they're interested. Clearly, they're willing to make it work. It really boils down to him. And um, right now, I think that the Giants have good as much as just as good a chance as anybody else. Um, you know, knowing Dallas's history in the playoffs, I don't think OBJ expects to go very deep with them. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. The Bills definitely make a lot of sense for him too. But again, the Bills have a lot of weapons. They have Stephon Diggs, and I don't think Stephon Diggs is going to be happy if OBJ comes there and starts taking reps away from him. And they have Gabe Davis. You know, OBJ has no role in Buffalo. They're not going to pay him top dollar to play third fiddle to Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. It doesn't make any sense to me logically. Um, so, you know, he's good friends with Von Miller and, you know, that's kind of what leads me to believe that there's interest, but I just don't see how they can potentially match what the giants would give him because of the importance of that wide receiver position for big blue. So I am curious to see how that goes, but then you look over, you know, the bills and the giants and, you know, Dallas, Dallas has money. Jerry Jones will splash the cash, but you know, Dallas is very streaky. You know, one day they're losing to the wash, losing to the life. What are the, I don't even remember what it was Washington and then they lose and then they beat the Vikings and they kind of squeak by the Giants on, on Thanksgiving with a practice squad opposition. You know, Dallas is polarizing. I think, you know, coming back to New York, OBJ could rebuild his brand in New York and everybody would love him. Um, minus all the drama, whatever happened in the past. I think this could be like his his revenge tour. And I thought I think it'd be pretty cool to watch. It'd be pretty fun. I mean, we know what the guy can do. We know what we've seen in the past. He made Giants fun to watch for like three seasons. And that was the only reason the Giants were fun to watch for the record. So, you know, he, I definitely have a lot of fond memories of him. Obviously a lot of things that the media curated and kind of 
built up. And it'd be kind of funny to see some of those media members after destroying him in New York have to face him in the locker room once again. They might get a, di- a different level of treatment. Uh, so that'd be kind of fun to witness as well. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives below on OBJ. Had a good discussion here discussing kind of the different sides of the equation and, and what they mean. Uh, but always happy to provide that level of insight to you guys, my friends. So enjoy the rest of your day. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Thank you.